Chapter 6, Quality. Let's get right to it. What the Japanese have done is distill down the essence of their culture to one word, quality. When you think of the top quality brands in the world, they are more often than not Japanese. When you really stop and think about it, Japan boasts an impressive list of brands, whether it be Toyota, Mitsubishi, Canon, Nikon, Sony, Panasonic, Kubota, Seiko, or Epson. There is one word that always comes to mind, quality. If you want something done right with a lifetime of enjoyment and enduring customer service, and you don't mind paying a little extra, then you might as well turn to a Japanese company because that is exactly what they will deliver. There are only a few absolutes when it comes to human beings. First, we are all imperfect. Second, we have a keen predilection to being selfish. The Japanese are human, just like the rest of us, and they are not perfect, and they make plenty of mistakes, but they have done a lot more right than wrong. When you think about the chaos that exists in so many cultures around the world, and you see the order and harmony that is consistently on display in Japan, it should take your breath away. I ask myself this one question, compared to what? What other culture has the scarcity of resources and resides on an island that is exposed to earthquakes, tsunamis, volcanoes, typhoons, floods, and yet gracefully manages over 127 million people. Recently, I was watching the news and Tucker Carlson, a commentator on Fox News, was broadcasting live from Japan for the G20 Osaka Summit. Tucker was astounded by the Japanese experience. He spent a considerable amount of airtime talking about how this culture functions at such a high level. There were no homeless people. The streets were clean. There was no graffiti. The trains were on time. The people were civilized. I see the same thing. During President Donald Trump's first trip to Japan, I will never forget the words that I've never heard any other president say. This remarkable culture. You would have to be blind, deaf, and dumb not to recognize that there's something extraordinary going on in Japan. I was walking through a factory and encountered a young woman who was of European descent. I stopped her and asked, where are you from? With a distinct European accent, she replied, Germany. I said to her in my rudimentary German, so gut, ich war in der 80s student in Deutschland. I was a student in Germany in the 80s. I introduced myself and we struck up a conversation. Her name was Carolyn, and she was the administrative assistant to the president of this company. I said I was a little surprised to see a German working in a Japanese company. As we all know, the Germans are well known for their precision in manufacturing prowess. Why in the world would they come to Japan to work? She retorted, the Japanese are so precise. A bit perplexed, I retorted back, but so are the Germans. To which she said, yes, yes, I understand, but the Japanese are so precise that it allows them to see problems sooner. It wasn't just that the Japanese loved precision. They saw precision as a way to see and eliminate problems and thus improve quality.
Perhaps the irony of all this is that as a young child, I remember turning over every item that was imported and seeing the words made in Japan. This immediately conveyed that it was junk and it would probably not last very long. Today, those same words connote the opposite meaning. So much so that the word Japan is a brand in and of itself, and that brand screams quality. As I said in an earlier chapter, Norman Bodek pulled us into a conference room on the first day of the Japan study mission and asked us the question, what is Japan all about? No one could answer the question correctly. Why? because most people have never really stopped to think what it is that the Japanese have accomplished. They have taken adversity and ordinary problems and turned them into something extraordinary. That is the essence of this book. It is how I identified my life of sloppiness and then created a system that has transformed my life from sloppiness to a life of precision and quality. I've done so by observing what it is that makes the Japanese culture so extraordinary. This new way of thinking has affected the smallest details of my life, how I shine my shoes, how I brush my teeth, how I shave, how I point, how I manage my money, how I leave a public toilet, how I give and receive business cards. Before my centauri or awakening moment, the way I did these things really didn't matter to me. Now, by pointing with an open hand, it shows respect. By turning the water off while I'm brushing my teeth, I respect the resources. By polishing my shoes, I value the way I present myself. By shaving carefully, I show I am not in a hurry. If I take off my shoes before I enter a home and I turn them around so they are correctly orientated when I go to put them back on, I show preparedness. Norman implanted in my brain that day the essence of what Japan had accomplished. It was a singular focus on quality. Two years later, Carolyn conveyed that Japan got there by creating a culture that was precise, thereby identifying problems sooner. I marvel at this concept because it is so simple. It's not some complex business initiative. It's not hours locked in a conference room listening to someone drone on and on with a boring presentation. It's something that everyone can understand. Recognize you are a slob and banish sloppiness from your life. Most of us are sloppy. Our closets, our workspace, how we clean up after ourselves, our timeliness, our willingness to do things multiple times. We are sloppy in the way we greet people, the way we answer the phone, the way we respond to emails, the way we leave the bathroom for the next person, the way we manage our daily to-do list and allocate our most precious resource, our time. Most people are inattentive to the small details that lead to the do-overs and rework. These defects are prevalent and scattered across our lifetime. They greatly diminish the quality of our life experience, and most of us don't even realize it's happening. Want to know how to get rid of sloppiness? 
fall in love with precision. This is the yin and the yang of this concept. Understanding that you are sloppy is not adequate to solve the problem. You must have the countermeasure that is to love precision. Fall in love with the idea of getting it right and reject the idea of close enough. Enjoy the small details. Relish the subtle nuances. There is no absolute in this thinking. You don't just stop everything and get it right and then move on. You pursue getting it right every day, over and over, driving closer and closer to perfection, all the while putting the product out the door and accomplishing your daily targets. It is a continual process of becoming more and more accurate with everything you do. Kaizen. It is the aggregation of small improvements and the drive towards precision that has created Japan's extraordinary culture. Whether making a coffee or making a precision machine screw with a Mazak lathe, precision will lead you to a life of quality. My company has been working with a Japanese company for the past 15 years, and they are absolutely crazy about the smallest detail. When we fulfilled their first order, they rejected the entire shipment. I looked at the product and said, what's wrong with it? Everything looked perfect. But the labels were slightly higher and lower by maybe a sixteenth of an inch. The rest of the world was perfectly happy with our labels. No one could detect it was off unless you measured it. But with the Japanese, that was not good enough. Did it matter? It did not affect the product itself, but it was an indicator of the level of attention we paid to other potential problems arising when the product was made. We got the message loud and clear, and from then on, we applied a new standard, not only to their orders, but to all our orders. Our new ability to see in super high detail allowed our company to move to a new level of quality. The more precision that is applied to every process, the greater the opportunity for consistency and quality. Fewer mistakes, less time and effort, lower cost, higher quality, and greater trust in the process, the product, and the person. In the case of our label, we had told our packaging department to place the label approximately one inch from the top of the clamshell. As we redefined the process based on the Japanese standard, we added a hash mark on the label which indicated the precise spot where the label had to be placed. Then we created a jig that allowed us to apply the label precisely at the same height and distance every time. We applied a pokeyoke mistake-proofing, to the process. When the package was displayed in the retail environment, every label was dead on. Before applying the Japanese quality and precision standards, we just looked like everyone else. If you're okay with looking like everyone else, then the essence of this book will be lost on you. But if you're interested in moving to the next level, perhaps this is what you've been looking for. Recently, when one of the most famous brands in the world came to us to make a product for them, our Japanese attention to detail was on display. As the corporate executives toured our facility, they were astounded at what they saw. They sent people to evaluate all of our standards, and they could only find one thing to improve. Wow. 
there is nothing like being put under a microscope by professionals looking to find problems. And the only thing they could find was a missed label on a fire extinguisher. Needless to say, we got the deal and we owe it all to our relentless pursuit of banishing sloppiness and falling in love with precision. Most people don't know the story, but the birth of one of the greatest printing companies in the world happened because of the pursuit of precision. In 1964, the Olympics were held in Tokyo, and there was a problem with the timely printing of the results of the different athletic venues. In those days, they had large centralized printers, and they had to utilize runners to deliver the printed results to each event. The problem was it was not cost-effective to have these large printers at every venue. But if small printers were available, this potentially could solve the problem. So the Japanese turned to the watchmaker Seiko, who was renowned for making the most intricate, precise, and accurate instruments. This company had no experience with printers, but they put their engineers to work and delivered the first micro printer. The name of that new company would be Epson. Precision is not just a vehicle to eliminate problems. It is a rocket ship ride to innovation. Not only will innovation thrive, but you will deliver a brand that the world is clamoring for. Quality, quality, quality. There is no substitute for quality. And as the world economy continues to develop, people naturally will demand higher and higher quality. It makes sense to have quality as your enduring and central target. But sadly, most people are seduced by size and profit. Not me. FastCap does tens of millions of dollars of business, and we could be exponentially larger. We have the money, the resources, and the wherewithal to grow to hundreds of millions of dollars of business in short order. I am often asked, why are you not expanding? The answer is simple. I'm more interested in an organization that has operational excellence as its core objective. I relish the fact that I'm not interested or seduced by size, profit, or accolade. I want quality from A to Z. I recently spoke to an individual who had sold over $1.8 million of his product, and he was so enamored with the idea of taking his company public and growing it into a company that sold hundreds of millions of dollars of product. Five years of effort, and he was on the verge of bankruptcy and entangled in lawsuits. I hear these kinds of stories over and over. No thank you. Sloppiness is robbing us of countless opportunities. Determination to banish sloppiness and fall in love with precision will become an innovation windfall for anybody smart enough to recognize that quality is the ultimate target and the only one that guarantees a sustainable future. The one thing, quality is the target.